Hello guys, welcome back to the next episode of the After Hours Lounge. Uh, really, really honoured to be joined today um, by Mr Nick Hounsfield and you guys will probably know him better as uh, Wavemaker Nick. Um, Nick, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Absolute yeah. pleasure. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much the only person in my friendship group now that hasn't been to the Wave. Um, but <laughs> I have no, nothing but positive reviews so far. Um, so I'm really, really excited. My, one of my friends, well, up till recently, he worked for Stance and he came down and installed a lot of the Stance stuff in the shop you've got down there. And he was like, said he could just hear it, hear it walking down. And he was, yeah, he was frothing. Yeah, no, it's good. It's quite mesmerizing and it's massively distracting when you're down, like it's our, it's our main headquarters um, and uh, yeah, trying, to, trying to work in the place is so hard because you're just constantly looking out uh, at perfect waves and people having a lot of fun. So yeah, I need to lock, yeah. lock myself into a, into a cupboard sometimes. Yeah, I bet. Because that, 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 that's one of the things, I guess, that you don't think about is actually the noise of the waves like, all, all the time. Because it's not like the ocean where sometimes it goes flat. Like, it just cranks them all day long. So it, it must be super hard, yeah, to, to kind of look yeah. at that place as a workspace as well as somewhere to go and have fun. Exactly, yeah. And in fact, you, it, it's, it's more when, uh, when the waves stop, you suddenly go, oh, it's suddenly quite quiet. And, and it's <laughs> literally like suddenly suddenly the you know the if i mean when you've got a decent swell running suddenly the waves completely stopping it just doesn't happen so yeah. you almost uh, yeah it's almost like white noise that's constantly there and then you actually it, it's the silence is deafening for a, for a minute yeah and then it goes again yeah well, i imagine i'm sure you, you still manage to get out and get a few though i guess don't you you must be able to yeah not so much recently actually it's been really 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 busy um right. and i've not so what i normally do is uh jump in if uh you know if there's a spare slot or something like that then uh, i'll book myself in on the day um but there's never spare slots um yeah so um, it, which is a great thing, but it's not good for my surfing. No. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I definitely do, do start to notice, um, you know, m myself start, starts to get a little bit fractious when I haven't surfed for a while, um, probably like a lot of people. Yeah. But because I've got quite used to going quite regularly, um, suddenly I'm like, oh, you know, I really need to get in the water again. I really yeah. need to. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely relative, isn't it? You do, you, you definitely can get spoiled by it. And then suddenly, as soon as that's taken away, you know, what, yeah. what was once a month was good before, suddenly you're like, nah, it's not okay anymore. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So where did this, um, where, you know, one, one thing I want to dive into before we kind of get onto the, the mental health and stuff. I mean, where did your kind of love of surfing, surfing sort of start really? I mean, give me a, a bit of backstory on how you got into the sport um, and yeah, where this sort of dream of yours came from. Well, I, I've been surfing, started to surf um, as a small kid, going going down to the beaches of Cornwall um, for family holidays. Right. Um, so it's about five years old, um, and yeah, just learning to surf on the beaches. I think it was mainly in um, uh, oh, what was the beach? I've completely forgotten the name. Oh, Portreath, Portreath Harbour. Um, and uh, yeah, started to surf there. We'd, we'd always go there for summer holidays. Um, and my dad uh, bought one of the really, really original surfboards that came over from California at that time. Uh, it was a pop-out, um, 
a, a board that wasn't sort of handcrafted but made out from molds but it was really cool yeah still got a picture of it um and uh yeah my dad started to push me in some flat water just getting me used to it and then started to yeah to to surf some small waves um and uh and ever since then yeah i was completely hooked i always loved i mean that it's properly my it's my medium it's the it's my element that i'm completely most happy in um and and i guess that's 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 continued right the way through my life it's the place that i go to actually not necessarily um waves but or the ocean but just water um i can you know mad keen fisherman um always wanted to be do something around maybe scuba diving i wanted for a while to be a river keeper um looking after sort of rivers and uh lakes uh, i i worked as as a bailiff in a in a um carp fishery for many years um so i just always go back to water is my is my happy place yeah 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 and that, by the by the sounds of that as well you know river keepers and things like that that sort of element of wanting to sort of look after that environment probably is something that you've always had as well yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, I mean, um, particularly when I was having to do, um, you know, the sort of bailiff job. Um, yeah, I was just having to, yeah, look after the whole space, not just not just the water and the fishermen. Uh, it was just yeah, and and I'd see just incredible stuff the whole time. You know, getting up really early in the morning, um, you know, opening up the place, um, and you know, the, all the wildlife there. Um, yeah, it's magical. It's something that I've just always loved, respected, um, and more and more as time's gone on, realized that it's something that's, that has been damaged and, and therefore really want to look at conserving it. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, you've kind of moved on from that. And I guess now, you know, I see a lot of this, this stuff from, from the wave, you know, what, what you've made. And a lot of that is about bringing, that kind of environment to people that wouldn't necessarily be able to have access to it yeah exactly i mean it's 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 a bit weird because i you know my original my absolute original vision was that it would just be you know really a very relatively small lake um compared to what we've got that's just yeah. nestled um very discreetly in, in a sort of countryside the reality of um how the technology's improved, the wave making uh, technology has has really advanced, um, has meant that there's like a lot more concrete involved. There is, you know, without a doubt, to make to make sure it's really robust and sustainable for the long term. Actually, we needed to put in some really solid foundations, um, which would allow us to to um, to you know it, it's it's built to last at least 50 years um whereas probably uh, what i originally envisaged at building um would probably only last a few years um and i just you know it's just the naivety of the situation yeah um and but as as the whole project's grown just everything's exponentially grown but is has grown towards something that can create amazing waves way better than i ever thought it would be um, but also a, a massive opportunity to really get a big volume of people come through our place and then a great opportunity, therefore, to be able to have an impact on 
people understanding why it's important to conserve the environment um, and look after it and engage people who live in the city or in inland um, sort of communities to engage with it because because it is quite weird you know I, I, I still still don't really appreciate that we're still in an island um, we're yeah. so connected to Europe and and everything and it doesn't I don't know whether it's geographical if we properly sat out in the middle of uh, uh, the Atlantic, but because we're so close um, to to the continent, I just think um, we don't really appreciate and we don't really have that connection to water than maybe people like, you know, from Hawaii or or people like that do. Um, And I think it's 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 sad that we're not so connected to it. Um, And it's something that I would love to be part of changing. Definitely. I think, I think it's one of those things as well that's changed over time. I mean, I know, you know, Britain was always like, there we're a seafaring people and all this stuff. But I guess as, as the world's changed and I don't know, potentially like jobs and, you know, there used to be a lot of cities that were basically built around kind of the fishing industry and stuff. I imagine mm. that that's probably changed, you know, as people have moved inland and jobs become mm. digital and things like that, I guess people have been removed from having that, you know, having that sort of, environment around them i mean i i grew up in the highlands of scotland on the sea as well so it's mm-hmm. it's very much ingrained in my blood my dad's a scuba diver who worked in the fishing industry for 20 years yeah. you yeah. know my uncle was the harbour master so i'm i'm exactly the same as you it, I, you know it feels like that so it it almost feels alien to me sometimes thinking that there are people out there that don't think like that you know yeah. they see you walking down the road you know I, I live in eastbourne on the south coast now and they see us kind of rigging up to go windsurfing on the beach and they walk past and, oh you're, you're mad and yeah. you know oh why are you doing you know it's cold and I think you know uh, you know I'm sure you've had it millions of times as well when you've been surfing on the coast and things and there is that aspect of that whole seafaring thing has, has kind of gone for for a lot yeah. of communities hasn't it yeah exactly um and I think I think that connection connection is so important because because you know, as we're learning more and more, the 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 um, you know our our health is so connected to the health of the oceans um, on so many levels, um, and we need we need to get back to that connection and at least appreciate it more, so that then we start to you know look after it more and more, um, and uh, and you know hopefully you know really change habits which maybe have become quite bad over time definitely and i think you know well it, to me and i guess this is probably why you guys thought of it as well but one of the easiest ways of getting people into some you know into the water and things like that is by providing them with something fun to do in it you know yeah exactly exactly yeah and and you know there is there is a real lack of access to to that in in um you know it, it's you know across across the uk we know that we don't provide brilliant sort of swim facilities mm. being able to immerse you know we're, we're, we're very reliant on having to use swimming pools and we know that um you know a lot of leisure centers and stuff are either getting shut down or you know they're really struggling and they're not really getting the numbers that they 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 should do um and you know i, I can't remember the the figures but you know it, it's pretty damning reports from the number of um, sort of, you know, um, secondary secondary school kids who still can't can't swim, um, 
and you know that's that's just a, like a, a very very basic need that that should be supplied so you know anything that allows us to be able to reconnect people to water to be safe um you know is is for me uh really essential definitely so what what came first for you then because i know you you do a lot of stuff with sort of surfing england and stuff i mean were you already doing that when you were kind of thinking about you know building the wave and all this stuff i mean how how did that all kind of kind of come about i mean you don't need to give me sort of um detailed history but i know you've been putting up some videos recently on on your instagram of kind of the original wave pools you went to see and stuff but i mean where did was there a kind of light bulb moment or were you thinking about it for a long time um so the light bulb moment really i guess i mean it it really stems back i mean i've, I've worked as an osteopath um uh, for many many years i got really into healthcare and trying to understand how people's um how you can affect people's health through you know through sort of not having to take medication not necessarily having to have surgery but you know actually that you've got your innate ability in your body to be like your body's got its own medicine chest it actually just needs to to um uh you know come out as such or or you know be able to to um uh you know um, create create a space whereby a healing environment can happen mm. um and some of that is just through me being able to give people um uh you know prescribe some some advice or give some stretches or what have you sometimes it's an intervention that i may need to do but you know massage or manipulation or whatever it might be um so i really got like transfixed by that and was really um really loved it um but then i was getting really quite frustrated about the fact that i was only treating you know one patient at a time normally sort of uh, you know maybe at maximum maybe seeing 15 20 patients a day um, which is a lot, but I was going, oh, there must be some real scale to this. Um, and it was just after my dad died and I, and I really, it really made me think about needing to create a much bigger change, a much bigger legacy. Mm. So I thought, right, well, how can I, how can I get loads of people outside, like into nature, like being fit and healthy and more productive um, bringing out the best version of themselves. Um, and I'm going, look, I love surfing. I love being outside. How, how, how could I wrap that all up in a destination that could really, really um, impact people's health and well-being? And then, and then I literally, one night, the day that uh, Wave Garden first um, released their technology, um, which is, you know, that th they make waves, um, I literally saw a YouTube clip and I saw it and that was the eureka moment where suddenly my my love for health and well-being mm. could be coupled with my love for surfing yeah and then I was going oh and at the same time that's going to get people outdoors you know in water and the the opportunity to also get people understanding how important you know the um nature is and being in water and getting that connection it was just it was so compelling for me that it was just i had to do it i absolutely had to do it and i really realized that it was my kind of the north star that i was just going to have to head towards no matter what um 
and that was that was it that was uh, i think in 2000 and late 2010 um, oh, and yeah it's taken a taken a bit of time yeah um, but along the way you know I, I was a bit frustrated really that at that time uh, there wasn't much support from from surfing wasn't much support from um um, sport England, UK sport is going, oh, wait a second. It's an amazing sport, but it's just not being given the, the gravitas that it needs to. So I started to engage with what used to be surfing GB, um, is now surfing England. And then since then British surfing's come about and, uh, have just been really at the heart of going, right, let's, let's also, whilst I'm sorting out building the wave, why don't I try and really help as much as possible to try and put put um, you know put surfing on the mantelpiece properly and making sure that it's you know hopefully going to be a, a funded sport um, and of course over that ten years things have rapidly changed to now that it's an Olympic sport hopefully very soon a Paralympic sport yeah. I think that that's probably, I imagine that's going to be a real catalyst for a lot of changes. The fact that it's been put into the Olympics, um, I guess that'll make a huge, huge difference. Did also, do you think initially potentially surfing were a bit apprehensive about kind of wave pools? And because I know there's still a stigma in, in the sport now, but expect, you know, this is before Kelly Slater showed his wave pool. And this yeah. is, I guess, when you were first thinking about it, you know, when did Kelly, it must have been 2016, 2017? Uh, I think it was 2015, I think. Yeah. I was just looking through yesterday, yeah. Yeah, so that first kind of five years, you know, before he, he did that, because I guess there was kind of rumblings. There, is there one, there's, there was one or two wave pools at the time, wasn't there? But not compared to now, where, you know, every country's got a kind of state-of-the-art state facility almost now, don't they? Yeah, or, or, or at least one's in development and, yeah. and is, is probably very viable. Whereas back then, uh, you know, it, it wasn't particularly viable at that time. Um, and, you know, what, 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 what Kelly's done is amazing because he really has legitimized, he's legitimized the sport, which is great, the, the sport within the, the wave pool community. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't normally put his name to stuff that, that's, that's rubbish um he doesn't need to and and i think it really you know it really put put it on, you know right up there for something that people need to start consider considering it um and i know that, you know without a doubt there are some there are some people who still don't think it's it's a great thing but i've not met many people who've actually come to our place in fact i don't actually know of i'm sure i'm sure people are out there and I probably won't be the first person to hear about it, but I don't know many people who've been to our place and gone, that's rubbish. They, they, might, they, might, they might come and go, oh, I want bigger waves or I'd like more waves or I'd like it to be a little bit cheaper and a bit more accessible or what have you. Um, but I don't know many people who don't go, that is an incredible amount of fun. And yeah. the bottom line is, if you don't like it, there's, it's not like we've, we've, we've stopped ocean surfing and replaced it with what we're doing. It's just like, it's, it's just added, it's just added to it. Not, not, not taken anything away. Um, and I still absolutely love surfing in, you know, at the ocean. It's just, it just makes it though much more accessible and the quality of the waves that, that come 
um, and you can literally, um, you know, it's, it's just dialed in and it just takes a whole load of stress and cost out of those trips. Um, but I, you know, I love them both. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think, I think you're right. I think there's a, there's a place in it for everything. I mean, you, you've got the whole kind of nature and the, almost that unexpectedness of going on a trip, you know, down to the coast and you're like, are we going to score and all this? And that's quite exciting to a certain, you know, aspect. But if you're wanting to just go and, you know, session, say like a certain move, you know, you want to go work on your, your cutbacks or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is, going to the wave for a couple of hours, you know that you're going to get, you know, I, I mean, 25, 30 waves in a, in a session. If you go down to the, you know, the coast for a weekend, you might not even get those waves over the course of two or three days, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And actually, you know, at the moment, it's, I mean, it's, it's completely bonkers out there at the moment, because of course, you can't, you can't go surfing in South Wales. So there's a whole load of, a whole load of um, Bristol, you know, Bristol based, London based people are who are just going, well, I, you know, that, that's a whole coastline, I'm not allowed to surf anymore. Yeah. Uh, and actually, we still, we're still providing a really safe environment, which again, is, is probably why we're absolutely rampacked at the moment, because people are, are kind of getting the waves while they can plus you know at the moment we've got these massive storms at the moment and uh, like you were saying it's like it's it's windsurfing or trying to find a, a tiny little nook and cranny to go and surf in um, yeah. and everybody will be at that spot you can just guarantee it because there's so so little opportunities so um, um, you know so it still serves its its you know its part really really well in that respect. Definitely. Is that, is that kind of why you chose, um, you know, Bristol as the location? Because it's got that proximity already to, to the kind of surfing spots while still being sort of close to London? Yeah, I'd love to say that. It's actually because it's my backyard. That's where I live. <laughs> <Is it> that? <laughs> I, would, I would absolutely hate to have to travel two, two hours <laughs> to go surfing. Um, no, the, but the reality is the reason why I'm, I'm, I, I live in Bristol is because it, it allows it allowed me back then to to hold down a really good job um, and allowed me to still have access to the coastlines within one and a half to two hours. So, yeah. so, so the very the very reason why I moved to Bristol is the very reason why Bristol's such a great place to be able to do it because it is just the crossroads of north, south, and east and west. So, um, yeah. So it, it yeah it it's ideal really. Um, but I would say yeah i guess it is design rather than luck um but yeah it, it that's why um and i yeah i definitely i definitely you know it's great that i can my local surf spot is 20 minutes from me which is yeah. brilliant and it breaks all the time perfectly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean you know another you know one of the reasons why i wanted to to get you on the podcast as well was i know you know f following the wave on instagram and, and yourself and stuff you guys post quite a lot about kind of surfing in relation to um to kind of mental health and the benefits it brings and things and I wanted to kind of chat to you a bit about that and kind of see what what your kind of thoughts were you know with that I mean we briefly discussed it already that kind of being in the sea is your your kind of happy place and for me it is as well and I find like th this morning for example we we got up and went surfing and after I'd been surfing you feel you've kind of got an itch that's been scratched and for the rest of that day, it doesn't necessarily matter what happens. You're kind of like, you're, a, you've kind of got to a certain level um, within your head of like, I'm, I'm a I'm considerably more chilled out person. 
Um, yeah. I, I imagine that's pro probably the, the same for you. I mean, was that the kind of basis of, you know, this whole movement of, of kind of blue health? Um, I guess it's just like yourself. It's just an, an instinct that I just needed to follow. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, was a healthcare practitioner before. Yeah. So I really understood the value of cardiovascular exercise and being able to move your joints and move your muscles and, you know, uh, all the rest of it. Um, but then there's the other, the other side. So I, I, you know, I get a little bit of that when I go for a run or uh, I play a lot of hockey uh, and, you know, I quite, I quite like that from team sports and it's good, but it's, different when I get in the water there's another angle to it um, and I was really curious to try and understand why what is that other angle why why being in water or near the water and ideally in the water actually exercising why is that the sort of the absolute sort of um, almost like the holy grail of making me make sure I'm 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 really good yeah uh, or as good as i possibly can um so you know i you know i, I think somebody who, who who's been on your your show before um eastky britain who's a dear friend of mine and we've talked about this many many times um because we're we both share the same enthusiasm about trying to understand really bolt down what is it what's the interaction that we have in our heads in our minds about um water and the effect it can have in on you know on your physical and mental well-being but fundamentally i just knew it was a really really great thing for me and it's something that i wanted to share and my wife who ironically can't stand surfing she understands how it's great and all the rest of it but she you, you i doubt will ever get her in a in a wetsuit surfing um but she completely gets it and she loves coming down to the wave uh she's been been swimming a few times there but also just being around it and the energy of the water and the clarity of the water and the blueness of the water and the sound of the water she absolutely gets it and she's like it's just such a beautiful place it's like well what's beautiful about it it's like oh it's just I don't know. It's something, mm. it's something that I love. Um, and, and I think what we're trying, what we're trying to do at the moment and what we, we published the blue health report this, this year is about trying to unearth, you know, what is that? What, what, are, what is that, that medicine that is coming at us when we, when we get into the water mm. and actually if we can not bottle it, but if, if we really understand the science behind that, then actually it becomes a really powerful prescription um you know the ability later to be able to and it's already happening but pot potentially later on a big scale to be able to go actually let's instead of instead of taking that that medication actually why don't why don't you go and have some surf therapy or why don't you spend some time in water or spend some time in nature and actually let's even you know moderate your your medication levels you know if you've depressed or anxious or having you know got adhd for kids or something like that um maybe it, it's some way in, of which again tapping into your own medicine chest so that then you don't necessarily have to take <clears throat> strong medications that, that obviously got side effects and, and all the rest of it um and and actually self-prescribe so so that then 
people can go, I'm having a bad day. I'm going to go surfing or I'm having a bad day. I need to go for a swim or I'm having a bad day. Actually what I need to do instead of watching some rubbish um, on TV or, or what have you actually, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to take the dog for a walk. I'm going to, and, and start to tap into um, people's innate ability to be able to self heal. Mm-hmm. That could be, oh, that's gold, gold dust to me. And, and it's something that I would want to share as much as possible. Def- I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, one of the things I tend to notice with, you know, going in the ocean and things like that, or, you know, even, you know, going in the water and things is you, you do get a bit of a sense of perspective of truly how small we really are. Um, yep. You know, I often, uh, I think I put it in my, on my story yesterday. I said, you know, nothing, nothing humbles you like taking a few waves on the head, you know, and it's, yep. and not to, not to kind of diminish or demean people's, people's problems because people do have problems and they have a lot to deal with and things. So not to, not to make that seem smaller, but in a weird way, you know, seeing the ocean and, you know, like we walked down to Thistle yesterday and it's about 40 knots and, you know, however, however many feet at 15 seconds and stuff. And you look at that and you're like, I really am pretty small in the grand scheme of things, aren't I? And I think yeah. that, that perspective, I think, whether, whether it's subconscious or you realise, I think that tends to resonate with a lot of people as well. And you kind of, you, you kind of sort of stop thinking, right, well, you know, I've got to, I've got to do whatever. I've got to somehow come up with the money to pay this or whatever kind of problems you may be having that kind of goes out the window, especially when you're in that water, because it's all you can focus on, isn't it? It, it demands all your attention all the time. A hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's something that I've talked about a lot this year um, uh, um, is about perspective and how how important it is um just just in life at the moment and everything that that we're all sort of um trying to get to terms with um but i think as well and it's something actually it's something that's that i thought was slightly missing about the wave is that perspective what i really love is looking out and you've got that chilled out moment to in between a set of a wave you're waiting for for the next wave or the next set of the wave and you're looking out and you're looking out to the horizon and you're just going wow you know that's it's so big and it feels like anything's possible at that time it feels like you've almost it feels like you've got like a blank canvas ahead of you that's like um i don't know that that's 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 all i can sort of describe it as at the moment but it just just feels like um it feels very, very clean, um, you know, and, and like a really big, big, wide open space. And you just don't feel hemmed in at all. Um, and, and I was going, OK, that's something that we can't really kind of reproduce at the way. That's just how it is. But yeah. actually what I've really noticed and maybe when you come down um, uh, uh, soon is actually we've got quite a long walk between the um car park and the um and the main house uh, main main clubhouse it's about 10 minutes walk something like that but it's really quite flat and you've got a really 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 amazing view right out across you can see the bridges you can see um the uh brecon beacons in the background and it's we've got massive skies massive massive skies and i really realized that actually the walk home uh, particularly uh 
and particularly at sunset, um, you, it, it's that same thing. It's got that same feeling of, um, okay, anything is possible. It's like a really, you know, beautiful, e even on gray days, it's still such an expanse of space that it really feels like you've got a chance to reset, um, uh, you know, visually and then also within your brain. Um, and actually I've really realized how, how special those walk homes are mm. because, because you've, you've done that lovely thing of exercise and had a good vibe and all the rest of it. But then actually you've got a bit of time before you jump back into your car and get back to the busy world to just go, just have that bit of perspective. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Definitely. Well, I, I mean, you know, oftentimes actually your, your favorite kind of bits of the, of a surf or, you know, whatever you're doing in the sea, you know, for me, primarily windsurfing and things, but one of the best bits about it is kind of when you're all walking up the beach or still standing mm -hmm. outside your car and you're, you're, like you said, you haven't, I'm not thinking about, oh, I've, I've got to get back to work now, or I've got to go pick the kids up or, you know, whatever you've got to do, you're, you're still thinking, oh, did you see, oh, I got this wave and oh, maybe I'll do that. And someone, oh, I saw that. And, but yeah. even if you're by yourself you can take take that moment and like you know i came out of the came out of the water this morning like i was saying and we were we we're staying in the center of newquay and we were walking up the hill to the to the flat and i'm kind of like i just i feel clean but not in yeah. a because i've been under the water and i'm clean but you you do feel it's yeah, kind of men mentally clean you've just yeah. got kind of bit of yeah. cleanse that's the perfect word mm. for it yeah yeah you do and i'm kind of like you know, and then until, and I feel that pretty much until after I've had a shower and sat down and opened my laptop and then that maybe starts yeah. to go a little bit, but that, that's okay. You know, you can't have that forever, but you do have yeah. that kind of after effect. But I guess because, you know, you don't, maybe you don't necessarily have those vistas while you're in the water in the wave, but what you do have is your brain. You literally can't think about anything else, I guess, while you're surfing yeah. because you're, you, you've got that constant right and you know I'm on the wave right now what do I want to do but even then you're like right I've got to you know I know you do like a queue system so I'm sitting there and then oh it's my turn you're like don't mess it up and so you're yeah I think that's really helpful and I literally say this on every every episode I do but having something like that that you can do for a couple even a couple of hours a week is so valuable for your mental health something that you can devote completely your time to not sit yeah. on your phone while watching Netflix but your 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 hundred percent of your attention is based on one one thing for a few hours is is so important. Yeah, hundred percent. I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Um, yeah, completely. Yeah, I think I think that's that. It's kind of two sides, you know. Like you said, you've got that sort of you know polar opposite of suffocation. I like to call it. It's you know you're yeah. sitting out at sea and you're like, oh, this is mental. But then you know i think surfing affords you that for me you know surfing is kind of like a bit like stop start isn't it you know you you paddle and it's hectic and you oh and you've got to paddle back out and then you might sit there for a few minutes and not much happens and often weirdly they're my favorite bits of surfing of when you're kind yeah. of in there and you're like oh this is nice and you might be with your mates and you chat and all this but for me windsurfing it's not like that you're you're all go all the time you're going yeah. yeah so it's 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 um it's kind of, but it's still sort of two sides of the same coin. There's still something that you've got to devote all of your attention to. Even when you're sitting on your board out the back, you're still kind of looking at the horizon and you're sort of looking back in and have I drifted and, yeah. you know, um, and that's I also, think, sorry, you go. 
I think I'm, I'm not sure. I, I remember talking to Eski about this. I'm pretty sure it was talking to Eski, but it's or somebody was talking around the spaces in between. So the the sort of the franticness and the 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 chaos of surfing, but then actually really enjoying the spaces in between. And I think that that's you're absolutely right that actually those are the area and, and let, except when maybe you're you know there's a, a really macking swell and you're, you're there going do i need to dodge some absolute <laughs> killer bombs that are going to come through but actually if it's a relatively chilled out um uh, uh sort of session surfing then those spaces in between are the that's that's almost the gold where you've you you've you've hopefully got some satisfaction of having caught a wave just now your satisfaction of getting back and um but then there's still that anticipation of what's going to happen next mm. and that that's that space in between is just uh i i really love it um and particularly if it's something that you're sharing with some friends um but actually sometimes i also love it when it's completely isolated by myself um but i think yeah with friends two or three friends enjoying that the, that space in between is 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 golden absolutely golden i love it absolutely love it do you think do you think that's you you mentioned you know about your about your um your partner you know she she kind of goes and doesn't surf but she still you know does it do you think i mean this is potentially getting a bit kind of spiritual on it but when there's that many people having that much fun and all those people are in that kind of heightened state whether it's even even at the wave, I guess there is that space in between, isn't there, where you're sitting, you know, you're kind of queuing up and waiting for your wave and things. So mm -hmm. you think that kind of, I don't know, it almost like puts something in the air, doesn't it? You know, when you go to a, a concert or a, something and there's almost, you can feel like there's a vibe in the air, you know, there's, yep. uh, there's a, yeah. Do you, do you think you kind of, is that, is that potentially what it could be? I, I personally, um, and I don't know how, how it works, um, uh, and what level it works on, but definitely, you, you know, you know, when you walk into a house, when it's got a happy vibe, you like, you go into a house and you go, this, this feels like a great place. And then you go to other places and it feels a bit dark, a bit austere, maybe almost, almost haunted or something, you know, and, and I think, you know, I, I really think that you, you, the amount of, of, of happiness and pleasure that is created in a place I, I it feels like it really can walk you know rub off on on a, a real like even down to the concrete i really feel like it's it creates a happy space now i've also i, I need to research a lot more about it but um a, a friend of mine alex who i again i met through through eski um I, I remember reading um, something, I think it was a German scientist who actually found out that, that water can hold uh, memories, memories of, um, of, you know, good times, bad times, those kind of things that, that, that the molecular structure of, of the water, the actual water molecules changes under certain types of stress. Right. Um, and I, I just really, I was transfixed, but not enough yet to, to um, research enough, you know, about it yet. But if, if that's true, 
then that's that's pretty amazing uh, if you know if water molecules itself um, can change shape um, and imprint some kind of memory you know according to emotion that's put through it or stress that's put on, into it mm -hmm. um, that's that, that could be that could be amazing to find out whether that's actually happened because we have got a very defined body of water that is 99.9% .9 filled with fun there's probably a bit of fear and trepidation within there yeah. or maybe nervous and excitement um but fundamentally that's all very positive stress um uh, because the outcome from that is apart from maybe couple of people that might have got a you know bashed by their board or something like that but they they you know 99.9 percent .9 of people that will be a very positive effect um and i'm sure that that creates uh, a vibrancy uh, within the water that then reflects just in people people who don't necessarily surf um and we you know we know we know so many people love going down down um you know go go for a walk down a pier um uh who maybe uh aged or maybe have got disabilities or something like that but they still love getting out amongst that that watery environment and and feeding off the energy of it mm. um there's something that draw, draws people to that space um and and that's instinctive as well but I just still think that we there's so much more research to be done about why they do that. Um, because I think we all know that it's great, but it would be great to understand really, you know, you know, what's happening in our, in our bodies to, to create that. Uh, and, you know, there's, there's some great research out there right now um, uh, to, to yeah, prove exactly why that's happening, um, which is a really exciting body of science. Definitely. I think there was there was a study done recently, wasn't there, about a kind of geographical study about um, communities that are, are kind of coastal communities generally have a, a much lesser rate of kind of depression and, and, you know, suicide and stuff compared to inland communities. And that was I mean, I, I didn't read it and stuff, but I, I read something about a, a study that was done and it basically said all these people are happier because they live by the sea. That was the general consensus. I mean, as I said, yeah. I. I grew up um, by the sea as well. And, you know, um, like, like your wife, my mum doesn't, she doesn't go in the sea at all. She doesn't, you know, she'll maybe dip her, dip her toe in when she used to come out and visit me when I was working in Greece. And that was it, you know. Um, but she still says the same thing. She goes for a walk every day on the beach and she's like, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. But you know, she walks along, walks along the beach and looks for sea glass every day. And you know, she picks yeah. up sea glass and she's like, there's something about it. And you just hear the noise or... You know, she says for her, it's the sound. You know, you yeah. close her eyes and hearing the sound and it, it just soothes, soothes and calms, yeah. you know. And it, yeah. it is so crazy that even though, you know, my mum, she's grow, grown up around the sea and, you know, me me doing doing what I've done and with the water sports and all this. So she's very aware of, of all that going on, but she's not involved herself, yet she still feels that huge connection to it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I, I would, I would, extrapolate it right around to to actually the effect of nature uh you know i i was quite lucky in a lot of um my childhood to also spend a lot of time in the mountains over in switzerland and you go right well 
in theory therefore anybody who lives in switzerland uh, is going to be massively depressed and terrible but of course of course they're not they yeah. you know maybe landlocked completely but they have got the most amazing rivers mountains waterfalls they've got the most stunning scenery um and they get out on in it you know a lot um and uh they're they're some of the most wonderful people that i've ever ever you know been lucky to spend time with um so there is there is this whole thing you know we're, we're very focused on the water side of it and and the oceans but the reality is it's nature and and we destroy nature at our peril because because we are 100% we will that will be the demise of us without a doubt I just it's it's unequivocal in my eyes that uh, we have to protect it no matter what um, and and so you know it doesn't necessarily have to be you know ocean environments but I think ocean environments just also creates the most amazing um, because you've also got, you know, it's just so changeable from day to day, minute to minute, hour to hour, um, that it's such a dynamic environment, um, which I think is the thing that really creates, um, just really stirs people's, um, you know, um, fun, you know, fundamental sort of, um, emotions really. Yeah. Um, and you know i i would be like you i would be just as excited about going down to a beach which is beautiful and sunny and gorgeous as to go somewhere where it's like you know 20 30 foot waves and howling gale and all the rest of it you go right as long as you've got good good kit with you let's get out there because actually it's going to be different but it's going to be still amazing um, and that's so important, um, yeah, to to get out into nature. That's the that's the, that's the critical bit, really. Definitely, like you know, like yeah, like what you said about you know the Swiss and stuff. I know you know they do. I mean, I've, I've I mean, I say a couple of Swiss sort of friends and stuff, but I know guys who go over to Switzerland and they they windsurf on the lakes up in the mountains and you know mm. it's snowing and they're they're out there and then they're out you know skiing and stuff. And do you think do you think that's potentially what what kind of maybe holds the UK back a little bit because other than, you know, there's the whole football culture here, but there maybe isn't that whole, you know, doing all these kind of sports that are so connected to nature. That's not in our culture as much as, you know, other kind of Europe, even just European countries, you know, is there like France, you know, they're very well known for their skiing. I mean, I guess it's because they've got the Alps on their doorstep. Um, mm. But do you think that's potentially a factor with why, you know, we've kind of moved away from, from nature in terms of sports and that? It's a good question. I haven't, I haven't really thought about it massively, but all I can think about is how actually, if you, if you look at the UK and if you look at, look at the amount of, um, you know, woodland, ancient woodland that's all been cut down, you know, we've, we've gone to a massively arable system, um, you know, previously, um, you know, we, we, we've cut the countryside up, um, you know, hedgerowed it and, and, and create some, some amazing pasture land and all the rest of it. But it, it has created a, a massive destruction on normal wildlife or, or sort of um, native wildlife. Um, and, you know, now, you know, right now, if I wanted to go, go, go 
wandering through a wood. I've, you know, I've got to really think about the pocket of wood that I need to go to, to go mm. to do that. Whereas there's so many places, uh, you know, just, just in the continent that you just, you just walk out and you can just get lost for, for, you know, months and months and months yeah. in it. Uh, whereas now it's like pockets, which are, have a very well defined by either, um, you know, a parcel of land that's, that's, that's a farm now or a conurbation or something like that. So, you know, it, it is a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought around how, how the whole feudal system and, mm. and um, parceling up the whole, whole of the UK has, has possibly been at the demise of us actually being out there and really understanding it and, and using it in its proper, proper form. At the moment, we're, we're just um, uh, planting a whole load of native trees um, to try and relink the corridors around the wave um, because there's some ancient woodland on one side, ancient woodland on the other, and to try and get them to start merging again. Um, and it was only when I started to look at the, the map of um, the old forest of Avon, you're going, oh my goodness, it's like, that was huge it was absolutely huge and now i can see one square acre of woodland mm. trying to connect it about 30 square acres and before it was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of square acres so so i think we've cultivated it massively it feels like a very green island still but actually it has been cultivated very very heavily um, and, um, and, you know, we're not even necessarily using a massive amount of our arable dairy, um, side things anymore. So, you know, maybe it's something, and I'd love to see it happen is let's get a whole load of the ancient woodland back. That, that would be, that would be wonderful. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for like re rewilding. Um, I think exactly. I think it. I think it's only, as you said, only only good can come from it. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, to exactly. be honest, uh, as I said, like it's you know, I like I said, I grew up in in the Highlands of Scotland, one of the most beautiful places in the world, and I still take my friends up there to this day. And you know, my girlfriend, every time she comes up, she's like, every time she's like, I cannot believe this. You know, you come into land in Inverness Airport, and it's just, it, yeah. it looks like you're landing in Middle Earth. You know, yeah, she literally yeah. can't believe it. So. It, it makes me sad to think that when I have children, they won't see it look like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's a big, it is a big fear and it's, yeah, it's scary. It's potentially me stepping out of my lane with it a little bit. You know, I'm not necessarily as versed in, um, in all this stuff, but it is still something, you know, all the sports I love doing require the natural world to be working. A hundred percent, you know, and, you know, there's, 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 Funny, you know, even even the last couple of days, uh, I had a whole load of, um, got uh, some school kids, they collected about 50, 60 acorns, and they've just been, they, they came for a surf, uh, and they left the acorns, and I've just been starting to get our our team, and we're going to get um, a whole load of customers and stuff to, to just plant mm. them, just plant some acorns, plant some conkers, bring along a, bring along a, a conker, and let's, let's, let's start cultivating the area with, with proper native trees again. And in fact, we're quite, quite lucky. Um, uh, three days ago, I think it was Thursday or Friday, Geordie Smith, who's a, you know, very, very 
good surfer. I think he was third in, in the world last year. And uh, yeah, he had amazing time. He went surfing and all the rest of it. But actually, he was just as um, happy about planting some acorn trees in our, in our land. And it's like, oh, that's a really cool thing to do. We, we definitely have to do it. We definitely have to do it. So, um, so he planted some acorns. And again, if we, if we can start to just change that dialogue and really allow people to understand the, the conflict between what we're, what we're creating very artificial, but actually start to use it as a tool for change, a tool to be able to go, right, maybe every single person who has, who comes surfing here, we supply them or ideally they bring um, some conkers or acorns in, in, in the, the planting season actually that's pretty cool uh, yeah. it starts to create that connection and most of them said oh that'll be great oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna come back i'm gonna come back and and see if my conquer uh tree starts to grow soon and and actually it just just changes just changes the dynamic a bit and rather than being hungry just for waves and for surfing you go oh but you know there's there's this other side to it um which i think is really important to engage and educate people in but just fun, just not, not, not like real preachy. Just go, go on, just, just put a, you know, put, put an acorn in that, in that, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Well, I think it's like you said, I think with, with these issues as well, it is so difficult to not be preachy, but that is such a great way of doing it. And it also gives people a bit of a personal connection to the wave as well. Cause they're not just going, Oh, I had such a great time. And I did this. They, you know, like you said, they can come back and even in two or three years time, they come back and Oh my, my tree's starting to grow. My, you know, yeah. that look, that's Jordy Smith's tree. You know, it's, it's, yeah, cool. exactly. yeah. it's such a, it is such a great way to, to kind of not, not just, you know, from a business point of view of, Oh guys, come back and look at your tree. Like there is actually that kind of other element to it of, you know, we're, it, it, we're doing something good and we're inviting you to do it with us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. So, um, you know, just, just quickly, I know I've, I've used far too much of your time up. Um, you, you mentioned it would be, um, it would be all right. I, I know we, we spoke earlier in the year um, and you mentioned that you'd uh, unfortunately had a, had a stroke because um, yep. we were going to record um, a bit earlier. I mean, how I've got a, another, another um, kind of great role model of mine, a, a windsurfer called Dave White. He was the world speed champion back in the night. You know Dave White, yeah, Whitey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so I've um I've I've known Whitey for quite a few years. He he sponsored me a few years ago for a windsurf brand, and he um yeah I, I used to do this thing called Speed Week with him out in Greece yeah. every year. And he's yeah he's he's a real a real great guy. Um, so I know he he had a stroke a few years ago, um, yeah. and he's he's kind of still recovering and things. So. Um, yeah, so I mean, what, you know, what, what, um, what, what happened and then how, I mean, you, you know, you, you seem absolutely, absolutely chipper now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing all right. I have good days and bad days and today's right. a good day, which is pretty, pretty good because, um, because yeah, the main thing that I lose is my ability to speak. So yesterday would have, would have not been a great day for us to have had a podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> But today is a good day. Um, I haven't had too many meetings today, so I, I've saved a bit of my um, speech um, for later, which is good. Um, but yeah, I had, I had, I, I was, um, I'd had some weird symptoms, uh, actually, sort of almost like um, 
almost like frostbite in my legs when I was going surfing in in November and December and I was thinking oh that's quite weird I've I've surfed in way colder mm. water than this I don't know why that's happening um and and yeah just suddenly wasn't feeling that great and then I I play hockey regularly and I went um to play a hockey game and I suddenly yeah suddenly started not be able to follow the ball at all uh, it was only a one minute at the beginning of the game and then suddenly started to lose my grip on my right hand couldn't I was starting to drop drop the hockey stick and then and I was really freaking out actually by then because I couldn't couldn't see the ball everyone was going oh why didn't you see you know why didn't you hit the ball and I was like I didn't even see it I don't I don't know what's going on and then I, I ran to the dugout and then yeah I just stopped speaking um and everybody was saying, what's going on, Nick? And I was just going, um, 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 and I literally knew in my head what I was wanting to say. Yeah. And I couldn't get out of my mouth. I was just, it was so freaky. Um, and long story short, I, um, I got to the hospital too late. The paramedics didn't come out quick enough. I then, they didn't take me seriously enough, unfortunately, um, on, uh, at a and e because i was young i wasn't you know i wasn't displaying any classic signs apart from loss of speech uh, so i was delayed too long and then this sort of clot busting tr- drug that i should have been should have been given after about three hours before three hours it was about five hours and unfortunately i had a big blood clot on my brain and it then the clot busting drug sort of spread all of the all of the clots all around my brain so i had about eight strokes in the end um and and it was it was it was a living nightmare um it was i just couldn't believe that it could happen to me um uh, all of the cliched things that you would expect and you would have probably heard from lots of other people Mm. Um, but I guess the long and short of it is that it created a huge amount of perspective in my life. Um, that was my, that's why I was talking about perspective so much earlier. Um, because suddenly I realized actually what matters to me, what matters in my life, um, allowed me to press a reset button. Um, again, a bit cliche, but it's possibly going to be the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and uh and yeah without a doubt i'm i'm feeling better for it um i have bad days and good days um but ultimately i'm bloody lucky to be alive i don't know nobody knows why i've had it so i do honestly every morning again cliche wake up and going bloody hell i don't know if this is my last day on earth so i'm just gonna just seize the day just just go out there just try to be positive just try to be you know influence good stuff that happens uh try not to get wrapped up in the negative stuff that happens um and most of all just try and focus on being the best um best i can for my kids because uh family family first um that's yeah so hopefully it won't happen again but you know what um I can't, I can't control that. So every, every day, every day, yeah. Treat it like it's your last. Mm. 
It's, yeah, I said on the, the last podcast I did with a, a guy called Ed, we were kind of talking about cliches and stuff, and we were like, they're cliches for a reason, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're cliches because they're really good to say. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, you know, live every day like, it, like it's your last. Like, I think if we all did that, society as a whole would be far, far better, and everyone would be having a much nicer time, wouldn't they? Um, exactly. And that's, that's why I keep coming back to this perspective. It's... Yeah. it's it, it's so it, it's quite it's quite weird because i had you know basically two three months of recovery or starting the recovery and then went straight into lockdown and it was quite weird because the the perspective that i had gained over that two to three months suddenly it felt like the whole of society was going through that perspective and going yeah. oh actually what matters are oh, it's kind of yeah. making sure we're healthy and making sure that we're getting out and exercising and eating well and 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 it was quite interesting because now actually then then releasing this blue health report actually is perfect timing because people really understand now how important it is to get outside be in nature be in water um be in in environments that make them healthy rather than being stuck inside watching news programs when it's blazing hot outside trying to wonder you know when they're going to come out of lockdown um and i think i think we're really pushing on an open door now in terms of why people can understand and therefore be able to um be at one a you know around nature and why it's important and and have a greater respect for it um and as soon as we get a better respect for something we then start to protect it which is which is 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 so important definitely i think i think as well like not only has like you said it's it's opened a door on people realizing you know exercise and all that i think mentally that's in terms of mental health that's been huge as well people have realized like oh my God, if we actually are stuck indoors and everything's so uncertain and things, actually my brain's not having a very nice time. So yeah, I need to find ways to be kind to myself, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so many people have, have started to realise that. And I think, I, I, I do feel like, because I started this podcast in December, so just before all this had happened. And since then, there's definitely been a huge uptick in people talking about mental health, studies about mental health, even you know, things like, you know, the wave and things suddenly posting about blue health and all this stuff, you know, it's, it, 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 it has become part of, part of the culture at the moment is talking mm. about mental health, which is, which is an, an incredible thing. Yeah. And even, even yesterday, uh, listening to the radio, um, you know, government health advisors, even Boris Johnson going, uh, look, we, we really want to avoid, you know, a second proper proper lockdown because of course there's going to be a huge mental health problems off the back of it you're going you know you would never you would never guess um you know a year ago that that's that would be some of the rhetoric and some of the some of the the you know some of the reasons that you're actually making massive massive change uh, and, and making big decisions around because of the health of the nation being 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 uh, you know uh being under attack through through having a, another lockdown um and and that's great because you know even, even they even the politicians are understanding the, the 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 damaging effect on on lockdown and not being 
outside in nature, exercising and being sociable and all those kind of things, um, alongside obviously the economic um, effect. So it's it's interesting that 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 you know even even those guys are 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 you know really understand that there is a a real you know if you 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 absolutely um forget that at your at your peril because that is that is a that is a again a massive health um a health problem storing up for the future um and we need to keep the kids healthy happy interacting with each other um so yeah as i say we're pushing on an open door there because obviously that i think that's why we're so busy is people going right what can i do that is close to home and will fill me with joy yeah let's go surfing exactly well, i think pe people are looking for experiences rather than products at the moment aren't they and you know i, and oh, I certainly know that i've you know friend, friends in the water sports industry whether it's friends in surf shops or people who run you know experience kind of businesses as well they've all said you know they're like for, for, apparently for a while in the summer you couldn't buy a wetsuit in the uk because there, <laughs> there was none available yeah we got we got real problem because we're tr we're trying to get we're trying to get um a new stock of uh, wetsuits for winter and yeah. um and also we need some more surfboards and stuff like that we you just can't get hold of them <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy which is great because yeah as you say people are, are looking for an experience rather than just a commodity um you know they're just yeah they're they're looking for the thing that actually brings a lot more joy than just owning something but actually the experience that is around it and and you know obviously we're we're you know from a commercial point of view we're in the market on of creating an experience and mm -hmm. trying to make it as good and as fulfilling um experience as possible really yeah definitely i listen to um i listen to quite a lot of of, of joe rogan um his podcast uh, yeah. and he um he he mentioned in one episode he always, he talked about one day he just sat and watched his dog and he was like, what does my dog do? Why is my dog so happy all the time? And he put it down to a couple of things. He was like, my dog, it gets up. Before it does anything, it stretches. Yeah. It gets ready. And then it goes at whatever it's doing, 100%, whether it's walking, yeah. eating, like going for a run, playing, whatever it does, it does 100%, <clears throat> you know, mm -hmm. and then it stops. It stretches again, and then it lies down. Yeah. You know? And and he was like, maybe we should all just be a little bit more like our dogs. That's um, a really good point. Yeah, and it is it's something that's really resonated with me recently because I I suffer with quite a bad back, and I recently I'm like, right, I'm going to start taking stretching seriously. You know, I'm I'm 30 next year, so I'm like, right, I need to, you know, I want to prolong my life of being able to enjoy sports in the water. So I'm like, right, I'm going to get up, I'm going to stretch, then I'll go and I'll try and just do everything. And like what we were saying earlier, I'll put all my focus into whatever I'm doing, whether it's working, making food, anything. And then yeah. when, I, when I stop, I try and really stop. So I try not to, you know, I work in social media, so I try not to go on my phone or anything like mm -hmm. that. I try and actually fully stop, you know, and it's, I, I do think there's something there. I really do think there's something yeah. there. Really interesting. Really yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. He just said, I, you know, he's got this big golden retriever or whatever. And he was like, yeah, I just I sat and watched it and observed a couple of things of um <laughs> of how it lived and it's yeah it's funny how that's that's kind of resonated with me yeah so I mean, we've already you know sp spoken about it a little bit but i mean i guess where do you where do you kind of see the wave in the in the next few years you know obviously it's you know you've gone through you know lockdown and all that stuff is there kind of be 
sort of more of a focus on you know surfing therapy and getting people out you know doing doing that sort of stuff yeah from 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 our perspective we've always you know we set out um to create a you know what we call a triple bottom line business a, a business that obviously needs to make profit because we've had to um you know borrow a huge amount of investment um or you know we or we've got investors that we need to be able to get get a return back to um which is is right and proper but also we always set ourselves out to be as environmentally sustainable as possible but mm. also create as much social impact as possible um through our day-to-day operations and any kind of projects that we get involved in so you know at the moment really it's been a really weird year because obviously we opened almost exactly a, a year ago um, <coughs> today i think it was just yesterday mm. um and our really really busy season's been completely um uh we were in lockdown so we yeah. never had a very very busy season um not yet um so we still we still got a lot to sort of work out and still a lot of things that we need to work out ready for next year but ultimately what we're wanting to do is obviously make sure that we're sustainable from a financial point of view but start to uh, initiate even more of our social impact agenda that we've always set out to do um We've also got a massive site that we're able to um, sculpt and make even better. We've also got some accommodation that's coming through um, next year. Um, so, which again will create a different kind of um, ambiance, a, a place where people, a different community where people are staying over. Hopefully, you can do things like film nights and talks and um, uh, music nights, things like that, where it creates a different vibe and a different culture. And then ultimately, um, we've also been asked if we'll get on and start properly uh, our London project. So we've got a project in London, north north uh, east London in Lee Valley, that we've got the, an amazing opportunity on some amazing land, um, and we want to bring that forwards. Um, and I think long term, what I want to do is, and what we all want to do, is to replicate what we're doing at the wave uh, in Bristol and replicate in a number of different opportunities, places where we can deliver um, you know, that, that ethos and those objectives uh, right across the board. I think, I think surf parks are here to stay. I think that they'll get better, they'll get um, smarter, but my concern is that um, they'll be used maybe not to their full potential, N- not, not necessarily financially but through social and um the environmental impact that they could create yeah Um, and i want to be right at the heart of that conversation and i want well i know that all of our my team and the investors are right behind that we're like if we're going to build these let's build them really responsible let's make sure that they're really sustainable um and make sure that they're a force for good not something that is a bit of a flash in the pan and or something that just props up some retail outlet or um or or residential scheme let's 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 make sure that the values of surfing are embedded within within these kind of communities that we can create um and yeah that i really dig the thought of that 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 really floats my boat definitely what's 
yeah, it's it's nice to think that there could be, you know, in X amount of cities across the UK, there is that kind of hub, hub in each one of those cities for, you know, kids kids who are, you know, kids who are struggling, you know, with home life. Or they go, they yep. get to go along and surf once a week or, you know, adults, you know, vet, veterans say there's an amazing documentary on Netflix about um, US veterans that, that start surfing. Yep. Um, you know, get, you know, th- those, you know, Royal Legion people going surfing. It'd be amazing to have all these kind of things. Um, yeah. Happening. And then, of course, the environmental side of it, of, you know, link- linking up all these forests across would be would be awesome. Yeah. I've kind of started to think about it almost like a lighthouse, like a little, like, like little lighthouses that, that jump up around cities where yeah. it's a place where you can, yeah, have an amazing experience, but it's, it's a place where, people can feel like there's a bit of a refuge like some some a, a beacon that will will make sure that they're they're okay when they've got stormy waters ahead of them i kind of it's just an analogy that's been going through my head over the last couple of weeks and yeah. and i yeah i love the thought of that it's something that i'd like to create yeah definitely well it's um yeah it sounds sounds brilliant i can't wait to i can't wait to come down and, and see the first one yeah exactly yeah yeah cool. right nick well um yeah well let's let's finish up there i mean thank you um thank you so much for your time and thank you for your pleasure your, for your insight into um into what you've what you've built and then i think if if anyone wasn't sold initially hopefully after listening to this they uh they definitely will be um because yeah it's it sounds like what what's going on down there is is incredible yeah um but yeah, guys, thank you very, very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed that. Um, if you do like what I am doing over here, you can uh, like, share, subscribe, all the usual uh, nonsense, and that very, very much helps me out. Um, Nick, where can we find uh, you and The Wave on, on social media? Um, it's just at The Wave, uh, nice and simple. And yeah. uh, I'm at Wavemaker Nick. So yeah, I'm on most social handles and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I highly recommend you follow the wave. As I said, if you weren't, if you weren't sold, um, you will be, will be after that. But yeah, thank you guys. Hope you've enjoyed it and we will see you for the next one.